All right, this is Jared with MetalSpeak.com. I'm here with Steph. Is it Stefan? Uh, Steph. Steph. Yeah, S-T-E-F. <laughs> and it's not short for Stephanie. All right. So S-T-E-F. Yeah, short for Stefan. I always say that in uh, America. You know. Nice. <laughs> Stefan Uri. Yeah, Uri. With uh, Textures. How yeah. you guys doing? Yeah. We're fine, yeah, actually. We're good. good sleepy, <laughs> bit tired, but... Okay, and I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hungry, Uri? A little. Yeah. I ate carrots all yep. day. Yep. Yeah. We're getting pasta for yeah. dinner. Actually, I saw oh, pizza. 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 Pizza? Oh, no. I saw I, that the I guy made food pasta. I gave you a food ticket. Okay. The marquee pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Okay. Definitely good stuff. A little greasy, but it's good. Ah. So, how's the, uh, you guys are out on the Frack, Frack the Gods tour with Periphery, the Human Abstract, and the Contortionist. Yeah. And, uh, as well as this being your first time in the States, how's, it, uh, how's the tour going so far? Yeah, it's been good. Like, it's been better than we've expected. Like, the turnout to the shows and the reactions all the people and uh, and the weather yeah. and the weather most important and the scenery yeah yeah that's what we love most I think just the scenery driving through all the nice landscapes and the good weather yeah makes us yeah. feel young like young yeah. backpackers on the road yeah. you know <laughs> with instruments so that's uh, double fantastic yeah I guess yeah extra heavy load yeah but uh, the rest I mean the tour the package is really cool uh, other bands are great and really nice guys and uh, yeah we've had a lot of fun so far yeah still a lot more to come yeah yeah a little sleep <laughs> crap food but loads of fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any uh, weird stories or mishaps so far everything's been going pretty smoothly um, yeah it's been okay yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't miss a show until uh, now. We, well, yeah, we spent quite a lot of time organizing all our stuff so that yeah. things wouldn't go wrong. But yeah, that's what we're doing all day in the bus. We have internet in the bus, which rules. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> really nice to have that in the bus, so we can uh, have contact with the manager and uh, with the guys like you, you know, like um, journalists, and that's okay. But it's it's kind of hard to. Uh, you know, we have no driver, no extra driver. So, uh, for instance, uh, tomorrow we're now in Denver, and um, uh, it's what day is it today? It's Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday yeah. evening. So, at uh, Tuesday evening, we have to play in St. Louis. That means that we have to drive 800 or 850 miles, oh. and then, uh, hey Daniel, that's a vocalist. <laughs> and uh, we have to drive ourselves. That means that we're driving all the time, the whole day, and then, uh, you know, we're playing and we, we don't have roadies and yeah we have to do everything ourselves it's, everything. it's a tough job <laughs> yeah. but we're we manage so it's okay yeah how's the uh what would you say is the principal difference between touring the u.s and touring touring europe uh, <laughs> the food yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the scenery i think most the, the, the fans are kind of the same i guess you know, um, but the, the, the venues and maybe the, the whole, I don't know, the, the pop scene or the rock metal scene is a bit different and you see that how p people or bands are treated and that's not really a problem but you just see it in, in you know, you get pasta every day or pizza and only water and that's still okay. Uh, but it's it's just harder than, than you know being in Europe. You get proper dinners and you get a hotel every night, 
and now we have to book a hotel ourselves or drive through the night on the bus. Um, that is different, but the scenery is way better. You know, in Holland it's winter already, and um, uh, I don't know what else. What what's different? Yeah, I know. here we have to start over. Like yeah, for it, us, yeah. We're still kind of feels like we're still a small band here in comparison to if we do shows in Europe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. We are. It's a we truth. Are. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is yeah. This is for us the beginning here in America. I mean, we have to make this step in order to come back or whatever. Yeah. We always waited actually to to go to America. We had three albums uh, released on uh, listenable records, a French label, and they actually <laughs> did. Uh, well, almost nothing in USA. So now we are on Nuclear Blast Records, which is a very big record label, and they have stuff here in, in USA. So Dualism, <coughs> our new album, is actually the first album that most people hear from us. Um, we always waited to go, you know, to go to USA because we got now proper uh, opportunities, opportunities to go here, and now with Periphery and Contortionist. Hello, there you are. And uh, the human abstract. Finally, we have a good tour with a good turnout, with good venues, with you know good bands. It all fits together, and uh, that's what we're doing. This that's the reason why we came over. And the turnout is great, and the merchandise sales are great, and the press is enormous. Yeah. So everything you know, everybody's doing his job, you know, really well, and um, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. So you guys, uh, album's actually dropping Tuesday. Yeah. Here stateside. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> but uh, you guys got any kind of early reviews? Any any feedback so far? Yeah, we've gotten quite a lot of reviews, like uh, and all kinds of measures. But most of them are very positive, and a lot of people were anxious to yeah see what it was gonna be like with with the new singer, especially. But most reactions are way better than even expected, and yeah, it's cool to see that a lot of fans. I mean, just accept that and actually love it even more. Yeah, we. I think in the end, we. You know, until now, we got twice as, you know, more reactions than we got with our former albums. So, so that, that's also mean. That also means something. You know, we're, that we're doing a good job. I hope. You know, we're getting loads of press and new fans. We we can see that. You know, like on the the new YouTube video that we have reaching home. You know, um, I think in. A couple of days, it got as uh, got the same amount of uh, visits as our former video, uh, and that took you know the the former video, the previous video, away from silhouettes is online for almost for already three years or something. So in a few days, we you know we got equal amount of visits. So that means something, and I hope we're doing a great job here. You know, so yeah. how does the uh, how does the new album? sound compared to your older stuff shit (laughs) 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 shit no I don't know it's heavy you know uh, it's it's deep it's more groovy it's a bit more mid-tempo in a way whereas say Polars was all really fast and hyped up and speedy yeah this is a bit more laid back in a sense but with more balls to it like yeah, yeah. maybe this guy from Gorefest that's a, was a big band in Holland mm-hmm. 
was right after all. When Polar's debut album was released in, uh, in 2003, these guys were still big in Holland, but they don't exist anymore. But this uh, drummer or guitar player said, oh, Textures, yeah, they have a nice debut album, but uh, they have to learn to, to write songs. <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> you know, but actually that's the point we focused on for this uh, very you know, new album. Um, we focused on songs to make good tension spans, to not put too many ingredients in it, and to have compact, coherent, catchy songs. And uh, we didn't lose any power, I think. What do you think? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's heavy, you know? The it's impact like is still there. It just, there's more build-ups to it, more, yeah, more climatic, epic, yeah. I know, uh, escapes, I don't know. Yeah, especially yeah. the epic parts. You know, Textures is always about uh, epic stuff, epicism. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we made our own words about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, we... Well, I think every song is building up to a climax. That's what, we, that's how we write songs. You know, we do, we don't write songs like, oh, we have a riff here, then we have a riff there. We have parts of songs, and we put them after each other. These parts is like sometimes it's just one minute, sometimes just thirty seconds. We put put those pieces after each other to to create a big tension span. And most of the songs last like for six or seven minutes, maybe longer. And that's the time we need to, to reach the ultimate climax. So uh, I think on this album, we definitely did a great job, at least for ourselves, to uh, create that ultimate climax in every song, definitely. That's all, also always the thing, I mean, we have to like it ourselves. If, if it's not good enough for us, it's not gonna be good enough for anyone else. Yeah. And we are very hard, you know, we're hard asses for ourselves. You know, we work, 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 and retry, retry, you know, puzzle and puzzle, and finally in the end there's this yeah. album and there's, you know, these songs take like weeks or months or whatever yeah. to create. Yeah, it's a big relief actually, you know, you have to while writing the songs you have this burden on your shoulders and sometimes you know you go too bad to sleep with it with all these songs and riffs in your mind and sometimes you call another guy of a band like hey dude maybe we have to change that and that in the, in the song because it's better you know and when you're visiting a family family reunion or something you still think about those songs because that's where your focus is and that's sometimes hard but when the album is released there's this big relief and actually the the, the feeling that we have right now is that like we, we just a jump from a cliff, you know, and we had this very floating, how do you call that, uh, this is the sport, but this, yeah. this flying free kind fall. of free fall it also feels like you gave birth. <laughs> yeah, and that's feeling very comfortable, you know, so, uh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. It's out there and you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, the rest yeah. is too, the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's the right time, yeah. I guess, you know, but we have this scene coming up, guys like Periphery and Human Abstract and... Uh, Tesseract and it's so funny that those guys see us as uh, one of the founders of this new style they call it gent uh, we are not very much into this kind of term you know to define our style um, but people started to listen more to our style and actually seven years or eight years ago when we started the band it was called math metal or progressive metal and people you know 
were looking for a definition for this uh, for this kind of music and now maybe there is a definition and there's loads of new fans now for this style and I, I think it's cool to see how these fans understand this pretty complex music yeah, yeah it's, it's as if it's pop music you hear on the radio to them like oh yeah there's a five four groove or something and they just get it like that and yeah. I think it's funny to see that yeah yeah like when we began you know like like I said in 2003 when uh, Polos came out you you really saw that everybody in the audience was like eh, what the fuck are they doing you know because of all these polyrhythms polyrhythms and and you know freaky kind of melodies and and now you see all the kids just headbanging to the, the right pulse and that's weird because that means that they know what's up what's going on you know and that's freaky because the i think the average listener in metal is making improvement all the time that's cool <laughs> actually to see in the audience what do you think that is because I, I was asking the think of an abstract guys about that earlier because it, it seems like there's bands like you guys you know, like like them they've been around for you know five six seven years um, and it just seemed like they, they were kind of like relegated to obscurity for for so many years and kind of and then all of a sudden there's like this focus now on this genre like all of a sudden it's just kind of blowing up yeah what do you, what do you think, think the difference is well there's one thing that the especially like the fans or whatever when you used to, i know like guys that's that pick up a guitar and start playing they start playing music that was already really complex they start out with that so they build up this in a way like really high level not necessarily of being able to play but being able to understand that kind of stuff like the, all the hard work was already done so they can continue from there yeah with this i don't know like um but also the like the whole genre now it's also like a bit of a, an internet thing that it's really easy to reach people with your mu music and it's also really easy to record your music not necessarily in a very very good quality but in a decent quality to put it out there and for people to be able to listen to it and share it and bring it out yeah, to the world yeah. um, I don't know that helps helps this kind of music grow yeah it's weird how the, uh, the, the DIY, not just from a band level, but from an individual level, seems to be really, pre really prevalent yeah. in that genre. A lot of guys doing everything themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just yeah. kind of doing it on the computer and just putting it out there. It's exactly. Kind of, but it's possible. So that's yeah. Because I can. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in the end, you know, the focus is there. You know, it's the focus is on the Gen C now, but it's a hype, maybe. And hype is a, is a cool thing, but it's also a negative thing maybe because you can also see that there's loads of bands joining the scene. And in the end, with all styles, it will kind of, you know, explode. And uh, I think the only bands that will remain are the bands that are looking for their own sound, you know, for new sounds. And uh, that's what you saw with new metal, you know, like in the 90s or with black metal in the 90s. With new metal, you had a lot of bands like kind of a the similar sound, core, tool, system of down, but in the end they all created their very own sound. So tool is very much tool and system of down is very much system of down. So now you see that you know well I hope you can see that textures now is very much textures. 
and tesseract or periphery is very much periphery and not too much gent. So, yeah, positive and negative, you know, the focus will be on another genre in one year, you know, it's, it's a press thing, a media thing. Just kind of lashes on to it. Yeah. Overplays it and overhypes it, and that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Only the guys that yeah that look for new stuff and for renewal will last. As uh, I think, otherwise all the bands look alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't consider ourselves 100% gem. Actually, not even 50%. But we paved the way maybe for some of those new bands. But well, that's cool to hear from them, you know, like, that was actually, the moment that we found that out, you know, that we were kind of inspirators to, for instance, Periphery, is when we went to a show in, in Holland, in Tilburg, the O13, it's a famous venue over there. We went to see Periphery, and they came to us and said, like, oh man, the albums you put out were, were great, you know, it actually really, it meant very much to us, you know, like, um, getting into this sound, getting into these complex rhythms, and that's cool to see and now we're here to support them and that feels awesome to to feel part of the same league because they're great musicians you know and for us it doesn't matter if we're supporting you know sometimes the guys of periphery themselves come up to us and say oh man maybe you should be headline or something but it's no problem they are more they get more focus now than we get we're we are aware of that you know and that's no problem but it's cool to be part of the same league of incredible, well, of cool musicians yeah. looking for cool music, well, progressive music. Shit, I just consider myself as a cool musician, right? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I guess. Yeah. So how does, uh, I mean, is there like a principal songwriter in the band or is the songwriting process pretty collaborative with you guys across the board or? Sorry? I was yeah. like, <laughs> as far as like songwriting goes, I mean, is there like any one principal songwriter in the band, or is everybody kind of? I don't know. We have a few uh, main songwriters, but everybody is is helping out, you know. And Uri, for instance, he just joined the band one one and a half year ago, one year ago, and he just came in when half of the material was already written. That was weird, but he knows so much about you know music and to create music in you know different kind of ways. This musical, how do you say that, baggage is big. So, yeah, he can help us out with 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 new kind of new way of thinking, you know, to to renew our way of thinking maybe. And with the new album, it will be even more, I guess. Um, so that means everybody writes stuff, you know, and everybody writes also for the other guys in the band. So yeah. we have Bart, for instance, he's the guitar player. He writes guitar sometimes, and he also writes drum riffs, vocal lines. So do I, and so does Joachim, so does everybody in the band. And that's cool. And um, we are very open to each other. You know, we actually have a lot of respect for each other's ideas and you have to give up your ego to do that it's sometimes it's hard because you very much believe in your own piece of music and somebody someone else criticized that uh sometimes hard but we it's respect for the you know what you want to create in the end yeah you know everybody's always looking for in a way perfection so 
you, if you, if you're open to that, that that is always the idea behind somebody else's criticism, then yeah, then you can actually reach that. Yeah, you know. So every, you know, every critic that you you get for, for some bands, it means you no, know, uh, getting uh, a step down, you know, like emotionally, musically. But we feel it like that every critic that we get from the other guys in the band is one step up. So you know, we. Uh, yeah, we very much work that way, you know, and sometimes it takes like months to create a song, but yeah, that's just the time it takes. And in the end, the product is there. Yeah. Nice. So, um, I mean, where do you guys pull inspiration from? Like, what, are, what are some of your influences when you go to write a song? Or write everything, a song? everything, <laughs> really. All. I don't know, everybody listens to so many different kinds of music and most of the time not even metal yeah. but just every type of music has its thing that makes it special or I don't know and that's where you can pull inspiration from for instance like I don't know just uh, flamenco rhythms for instance or I don't know uh, electronic uh, sounds or yeah, yeah. classical music yeah. Well, one a cool thing maybe to mention is that um, I can still remember that we watched a movie. Like it was just a random movie, but we were discussing that movie. Like we discuss music all the time, you know, to find out what makes this music great. And we were discussing this movie. Like, oh man, such a great movie. But why is it a great movie? And we found out that the the the, the climax was on two third of the movie. You know. And actually, we found out that some songs that we uh, liked very much, some songs of Tool or Carnival of Yes from uh, from UK, the old prog rockers, uh, have the same kind of tension span. So suddenly we became aware of the fact that structures um, are used in uh, different kind of arts, you know, the same kind of structure. So we try to create kind of the same thing now with a metal song and that's what we did so you see this overlapping kind of uh, influence or inspiration you know, going from music sometimes it's the book or sometimes just people telling stories or sometimes whatever music you know we listen to all kinds of things it can be anything even the weather it sounds corny maybe but it's true you know you gain inspiration all day long so I mean, are they? I mean, we get that a lot. Um, you get a lot of bands telling us that you know they don't listen to a whole lot of metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what would you say are some of your kind of your primary non-metal influences? Uh, but yeah, everybody has its has its specific kind of artist, I I guess. For me, uh, Jeff Buckley maybe. Um, like I said, Tool or Sixteen Horsepower. They are from USA. Or, uh, yeah, there's such a shitload of music, you know, <laughs> and when you think about it, you, you cannot name any, but uh, there's just a shitload. Help yeah. me out, Uri, I don't know, or maybe I don't know. It's, it's just good music in general. It, it doesn't really matter that much what it is. It's, uh, actually, I'm actually looking for stuff that is cool in a way, and that I like and then afterwards I look oh what's this or what's this but first 
I try to find good songs or good music. Yeah, it's it's so funny when I was uh, everybody has that when when I was young you you try to nail everything that you hear and you try to nail down to kind of subgenre, but if you do that more and more if you listen more and more music then in the end all the barriers fall away so everything that you hear is music and it doesn't matter what you're listening to because you put it all in one box and that's the box with good music and that feels great actually you know because you expand your horizon by by doing that not only listening music but also creating music and yeah i guess for for texture for all the guys in textures that's one of the key things you know to expand and expand your horizon listening creating whatever you know not only in music but also in living i guess you know in general that's gospel right yeah well it's you know something we've talked about in our podcast here in the last couple of episodes is like guilty pleasures and you know being able to kind of step outside of the metal box and and kind of see what's out there i mean do you guys get kind of annoyed with that kind of elitist thing that metal seems to breed in people, or do you, do you even pay attention? Well, you mean that metal is sometimes seems like a closed. Yeah, thing? it's like it's like a closed space. Well, I, its own. I I can imagine that. I mean, I've also had it myself, or for instance. But it's just I think for a lot of metal fans, the moment they discover metal just is very empowering and they either want to keep that to themselves or share it with a group that keeps to itself and just remains strong together and I think yeah, then you get to this kind of pair thing where you have different kind of groups that uh, maybe look down on each other if they don't all like the same thing but I think especially or sometimes when you get older and more mature and yeah, like Steph said, expand your horizon, these barriers fall a bit and you just uh, look at it more open-minded. So, I know, I know it's there, but it's just, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. How's the, uh, how's the rest of the year looking for you guys when you're done, when you're done here? Uh, we're going back to Holland. And we're going to play a release show over there. Some release shows also in Germany and France. And one in Belgium and Antwerp. And after that, there's a UK tour in England and Scotland of 10 days. Um, we're already setting up something for next year. And for, you know, for continents like India, um, for Australia, and maybe for USA once again. And of course, a European tour. Because it's about time after yeah. doing the, the USA <laughs> tour, you know, uh, Europe is our home base, so uh, we need to go there. Um, yeah, that's the plan. But for now, UK and Western Europe. Who are you hitting the UK with? Do you know yet? Uh, the, the ocean. ocean. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and all aliases. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're already befriended with those bands, and uh, it's going to uh, well, will be a blast, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the ocean. Talked to the ocean back here in uh, April, and uh, actually they're going to be down in the springs in my hometown. Okay. Uh, next month with Devin Townsend. So. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. Yeah. All right. Ron is a he's a cool guy. We were asked for that tour as well. Oh, were you? Yeah, Devin. We're such fans of Devin. Yeah. Oh my. I'm hoping God. to get a chance to talk to him. I, yeah. I've, I've put in the request to interview him. We'll see. But, okay. Yeah. Devin. Uh, yeah. 
he was actually one of the, the, the reasons that we started Texas, you know, one of the main uh, influences in the beginning. With the solo stuff or with Strapping Young Lad? Um, Devin Townsend Band. Okay. Do you know what time it is? Yeah, it's uh, quarter after seven. After seven, okay. 50 there, minutes, the doors yeah, are open. Right? Eight, uh, and my yeah. Shit, seven. Yeah. Yeah, we I've, you know, we just found out that we, that we have a little time because yeah, we have to have okay. dinner. Okay, no, we can wrap it up. We can start. <laughs> yeah. We're going almost a half hour anyway, so. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely, uh, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome. Uh, best of luck cool. on the tour. Good luck. I'm looking forward to the show tonight. All right. Thank you guys you. have any copies of the CD left over? Yeah. Just oh, oh definitely. Okay, <laughs> I, need, I need one before we go, so. Okay, dude, but, thanks. Uh, all right, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's nice meeting you thanks, guys.